0: It's gonna be a good day, if you go the right way, you might die quickly, or solve a mystery, what adventure will you choose, what would Jerry do? Hey y'all, uh, welcome back to What Would Cherrick
1: Do? At Choose Your Own Adventure Podcast. Uh, I'm Chad. And I'm Eric. And some mornings, I just want to be able to say, hey, y'all, too. Well, okay. Go for it. I just did. Oh, cool. Cool, cool, cool. That was my... Yeah. I said it. Now I feel better. <laughs> anyway, we're back. You know it. In the a.m. Oh, yeah. Clearly. That's true. I did say this morning. You know, and, we're just like... Uh, podcasting back to back to back back to back it has been a week of podcasting i tell you what yeah we're really cramming them in here like we said haven't been sleeping just been drinking
0: we're on like a four-day bender at this point so
1: i think it's like become a point of like pride to at least get two drinks in a day yeah it's a perfect week it's the perfect week um from chad and his siblings it's a, it's a perfect week if you get two drinks in every day for a week.
0: Mm-hmm. Doubles count as one.
1: Yeah. And if that happens for a month, that's a perfect alcoholic. Oh, wow. So. None of us have ever done a perfect month. Yeah, I don't think I have. Except maybe this past summer. I <laughs> can't really remember. It's hard to say. It's hard to say. <laughs> after after so many drinks that you just get lost. So, anyway. Uh here we are again, folks. We have another great book to read today. I'm very yeah. excited about it. Ooh, this one does seem fun. I remember it when I chose it. Oh, do you? Mm-hmm. Chad chose his books first, and I think that if I had gone first, I would have also picked this book. Oh, that's really exciting. Yeah, like, you just, uh, the title, the cover, everything about it seems awesome.
0: Uh, yeah, so this was one of my picks for the week. Yeah. Um, it is Choose Your Own Adventure number 26. Uh The Phantom Submarine. The Phantom Submarine. Uh written by Richard Brightfield. Sweet. Mm-hmm. Uh let's see, is there anything in the foreword this time?
1: Uh didn't didn't seem to be. Nope. mm Just the standard warning. Just the standard <laughs> warning and the standard children of all ages saying how much they love these books. Mm-hmm. I'm Karen. I love Choose Your Own Adventure books because you get to choose your own adventure. Nailed it. Yeah, that's pretty much what those are like. And then it's like, Karen, age 10. Yeah, exactly. And uh, it really helps us get excited about the books. Reading what other kids have to say about it.
0: (laughs) I could really, it really doesn't matter to me at all. Like, not even a little bit. It's my pump up jam. It's your pump up jam? Yeah.
1: (laughs) Okay why so it's at the front of the book, Chad. Jeez, I thought you read those too.
0: I just sometimes when you're not here, I just, I just read the children's quotes in the start. I don't yeah. actually read the books because we can't yeah. do that you're without like, each I other. I can't
1: read these books without Eric, but I'm going to go through and read all of the kids' quotes about him <laughs> just so I know exactly what I'm missing out on. Yeah. Oh, that seems like torture, but I love it. <laughs> oh man things that happen when you're not here you don't know yeah it must have been like nights over the summer where you're just like in your house reading these things like almost at the brink of tears because you just wanna, i can't you just i can't turn past the standard warning at the beginning of the book nope oh man yeah that's rough dude
0: i'm sorry I didn't, I didn't mean to leave you in such a place i just locked the cabinet at one point and then gave my brother the key so i couldn't <laughs> i couldn't be tempted oh is that why the glass is
1: smashed open what no that oh. was an accident. Oh, sure. Yeah. Sure. Okay. <laughs> well, uh, do you want to read this book?
0: Yeah. Uh, I think we should. Okay. Uh, we have amazing ESP abilities. This is true. So that's going to be great. Yeah, you know, We already know that because we read the back of the book. It was the back of the book,
1: which is what drew me to this. Yes. Well, uh, go ESP abilities. And um, I think it's appropriate this time if we say we're going to dive into this adventure.
0: Yeah. Oh, it's totally underwater. We can see that from the cover. Oh, yes. And it's going to be epic. So we're going to dive in as...
1: Cherook! Well, you went really low there. I did. I didn't catch on that. I should have, like, dropped my range. It's fine. You know what? A little bit of writing never killed anybody. Because we're going deep (gasps) under the sea, so I went deep voice. Hashtag deep. Mm -hmm. Yeah, here we go.
2: Nailed it. (laughs) all right we're gonna get deep hope you're ready okay okay well shoot dang so uh the beginning of the book we are uh
0: sitting in our home reading and all of a sudden we get this like i don't know how to describe it like a tingly feeling or uh you know, maybe like a slight headache and like the words on the pages begin to blur and we this image forms in our mind of two objects colliding against each other. And we can't really tell what they are, but uh, we seem to think that maybe there are their cars. Right. And just a few minutes later, we hear a large bang outside of our house. So we run to the window and a car has just collided with our father's car while he was turning into the driveway coming home from work. Ugh. Um, which was weird and he's fine. And somehow we like knew that he was going to be fine. You know what I mean? Yeah. We
1: had a hunch or something else. Maybe.
0: So a couple days pass and, um, and we are at school. We're walking down the stairs and we get the same feeling and we see the image of something falling and immediately we scream, watch out, but it's too late because the student's already falling down the stairs. He's a tumbling. So that evening at dinner, we uh, confide in our parents about the like strange things that have been happening, you know, like these visions or images or whatever they are. And um, our dad says, hey, I know this guy at the university uh, that he works at uh, named Professor Conroy, who is studying this sort of thing. Maybe we can set up a meeting. I'll talk to him when I get to work tomorrow. And so a couple days pass. we go and meet Professor Conroy. And he explains that this ability we have is called ESP, or short for extrasensory perception. Um, And he says a lot of, you know, it's it's not very common. It's a very special, unique gift. Like, some people can move or bend objects with their mind or see the future. We're like, cool. Okay, weird. Uh, And then a few more days, maybe even weeks, pass. And we're at home, uh, up in our room. Um, and we hear, we get another image and this time of something flying through the air. Hmm. Like a baseball? No. Bigger. A hawk. Bigger.
1: Space jet. Smaller. Helicopter.
0: Yes. Nailed it. (laughs) And, uh, yeah. So after, right after we have this vision, uh, we hear a helicopter flying over a house and it lands in a vacant lot behind our house. And then we hear a knock at the door. And then we hear some people talking downstairs and our mom comes up and grabs us and says, Hey, Professor Conroy and some other men are here to see you. So we go downstairs and uh, we see Professor Conroy stands up and greets us. And then the other two men um, who scream of like military, like FBI, government agents of some kind. Yeah, they do not smile, nor do they speak. Um, no, they do speak. Because oh. then one
1: of them. <laughs> Just kidding. They don't smile, though. One that was them, real.
0: One of them speaks up and says, hey, sorry to like interrupt your evening, but uh, we work for a special government agency um, who has been uh, working with folks who have ESP. And we've alerted all the like ESP researchers around the country that if they find people with these unique abilities, to give us a call. Uh, they say, uh, we think that you could be instrumental in a project that we have been working on and developing. And we'd like you to come with us for a few tests. Um, You know, it'll take a couple days. days, uh, you know, but you'll, you, whatever, you know? And so they're like, what do you think? And uh, we kind of looked to her mom. We're like, I mean, is this like a thing I can, I mean, are you going to let me like go do this? And she's like, you can do whatever you want, but I have a bad feeling about these guys I think there's something more, you know, to this story, more than they're letting on. Right. Um, But she's like, but I support your decision, you know, do whatever you'd like. Um, So that's the decision we're faced with right now. Uh, If we decide to agree, if we agree to take the test, we turn to page five. Or if we decide not to take the test, we turn to page 10.
1: I mean, I don't like tests. Okay. I don't think this is like multiple choice. Well... Just saying it could be, we don't know what kind of test it's gonna be, oh man, can um, I say
0: that I'm kind of excited to uh maybe learn more about the extent
1: of our abilities or yeah, how like, to control them like test our powers mm-hmm, that's legit um seems like it could potentially benefit us and maybe others if we're able to use our uh e s p for good reasons, mm-hmm. So I guess in like that vein of things, taking this test could be totally worth it. Um,
0: I mean, also like I think we're essentially going to become government lab rats,
1: right? Which kind like of this like, is like it doesn't seem all. This that doesn't seem like a we just get to go to home me, when know. we're done kind yeah. of a deal. Yeah, and especially if we have amazing and incredible powers, which I'm sure that we do. Uh, yeah, it's not. We're not going to get back home anytime soon you know yeah so on the one hand we're um potentially giving up our normal childhood and all of our friends and that life to maybe do something bigger and better and maybe if we're lucky we won't be stuck in a government facility for the next 20 years right but
0: also if we have amazing esp abilities and can see the future maybe that helps us escape
1: also true also true well, I think it's worth the risk. Don't you? Yeah. I mean... Like, it seems... I mean, I think
0: we are acknowledging the inherent risk of this choice, but... We are, yes, but... The benefits outweigh the cost, I feel like, it is. this.
1: I, I think so. And, again, you know, like, maybe we're not all that great, but we're going to be thinking... Oh, if we know, fail the we're, test, we're, I'm, I'm sure
0: they just, bit. like, kick us out to the
1: curb. For sure. Well, and we'll come right back, but we're not going to fail the test, so... No, we're probably definitely going to pass the test. Flying colors. I'm gonna go ahead and guess that we're gonna be the best esp ESPer that they've ever encountered.
0: Mm-hmm. One might see, say that they might see our uh, true colors shining through. I see your true colors, and that's why they like you. You got ESP, and they know that too. They see your true colors
1: that was great thanks oh man i need like a lighter to like, <laughs> wave in the air <coughs> um, i'm gonna take that on tour stadium tour of yeah, course i think you should you it it can be after our uh Cherik tour you know it'll be like or mm-hmm. that's the that's the opening act the opening act is yeah. just me singing it's, true colors just singing true colors and then we get into the, the good stuff yeah um <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's uh yeah, let's go let's to, go take the test. Let's, right?
2: let's take the dang test. Okay. I'm into it. Let's do it. Well, well, well. Mm-hmm. So uh um, how'd the test go, Eric? Uh we answered C
1: on everything. And honestly, we did better than fifty percent. So that's not bad. <laughs> C right down the line. Yeah down the line okay uh well i'm, I'm gonna get to the test chad don't okay don't make me jump ahead here we got some very important details before we get to the test which includes jumping in the helicopter and flying away to washington dc with professor conroy conroy thank you and those two men so we get to washington dc and we step by the helicopter and it's this really well-guarded complex and uh so we're walking towards these buildings and Dr. Professor Conroy introduces us to a gorgeous young, short-haired woman in a lab coat.
2: Yeah,
1: he says, this is Dr. Thurston. She'll take care of you from here, and, and I'm going to put I bet you... she will. And I'm going to put you in her good hands. And yeah, uh-huh. I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, all right. Yeah, sexy scientist. Woo! And
0: then I reminded Eric that we're 12, and she's an adult.
1: Yeah, well, you know, boys of 12 still have feelings um anyway none of that happened we go into the building she sets us down she holds up cards and she's like i'm gonna need you to tell me what numbers are on the backs of these cards
0: six eight ten fifteen twenty four thirteen six again uh five four three eight seven six
1: five four two one zero and so we end the test and she says well a little disappointed You don't really have exceptional abilities. You answered a little bit better than than 50%, which is well within the margin of normal ESP abilities. So nothing special about you, Cherrick. Sorry. So, yeah, we're a little disappointed. And she says, I want to go have to talk to some of my associates and decide what we're going to do with you, which is probably nothing. And so she heads for the door. And as she is heading for the door, we sense something terrible, like just imminent danger on the other side of the door. So we stand up and we point and we say, Dr. Thurston, don't step out that door. And she turns to look at us like, what? And then all of a sudden there is an enormous crash, bang, boom on the other side of the door. And we're both shocked. Us less than her because we knew it was coming. And so she opens the door that's like been pushed almost off of its hinges. And there is the huge back end of a ginormous like dump truck that has just smashed through the building and right into our door. And she's just terrified, and um, the driver comes out, and he's like, Wow, my brakes failed as I was reversing! And she's like, Holy shit, Cherokee! you just saved my life using your ESP abilities! You're exactly the kind of candidate we've been looking for! And we're like, Wait, Wow, that was fast. Uh,
0: like, five seconds ago, you were, like, doubting.
1: Right. Maybe you should do better tests and more thorough examinations than holding up seven cards, Miss. Anyway, we're not that jaded about it. Um, so then she invites us. She says, "How okay, would you like to play the role of ESP specialist on a research submarine? And we're pretty shocked. Like, this went from zero to 100 really, really quickly. Mm-hmm. And so we're confused. We say, you know, what does ESP have to do with a submarine? And the two men who had joined us on the helicopter have arrived now. And one of them is, says, this is no ordinary submarine. It's designed so that ESP can be used as a special backup warning. Uh, And he explains that they had this long training program involved for this ESP specialist position. But now they're super pressed for time and there's no time to really do this. So they're going to have to train us on the job at sea. And we're just, we're, you know, flabbergasted. Like, hold on, my family expects me in a couple of days. And the man's like, "Oh, don't worry about that. We'll call them and tell them what's going on. What you'll be doing is vital to the nation's security." And we go, "National security? What the fuck? I don't even understand. This is absurd, and I'm just a kid. And holy shit, I knew this was gonna happen." And he's like, "Calm down, dude. It's fine." Language. Yeah. Also, you're twelve. I'm gonna put soap in your mouth. Uh. Anyway, so. He says uh, that they wouldn't normally explain what's going on to somebody who hasn't yet agreed, but since he thinks it might help sway a decision, he gives us a little nugget of information as to what's happening out on the high seas, which is, all over the world, ships at sea, and mostly submarines, are disappearing without a trace. They're here one second, and then they're gone the next. And he emphasizes again, particularly submarines are disappearing, but also ships. Uh, They don't know why. The Russians don't know why. And we're both losing submarines like crazy. So the mission's obviously very dangerous. And he says it is our privilege to refuse. So if we agree to embark immediately on this mission, we turn to page 13. If we tell them that we need more time to think it over, we turn to page 19. Huh. I mean, we saw this coming.
0: Right. Oh, totally.
1: No surprise here.
0: Um, I'm befuddled, I guess. Good word. Thank you. About what to do. Um. Oh. Well, part of me gets the, like, urgency of the, like, go save the world mesh. Right. Um, but I guess this, this week when we've been reading, I've been trying to really, like, put myself into the story and not make as much just like meta decisions like rash Mm -hmm. Uh, like less chad more chariot okay uh and we've been so we were so flabbergasted i guess to like learn of all of this and it all happened so quickly right and um you know like yesterday we were in our room right. and like today they're like do you want to go pilot a submarine by yourself and go save the world and i'm like back it up a minute dude you know i don't think we're gonna be by ourselves well
1: i don't know but you're you know what i mean you're like i know what you mean yeah it's a it's a lot and uh it seems kind of ridiculous and he's to like me like that normally, they're send a 12 year old on this like mission like
0: normally there's like an extensive training program that you'd go through but we're just gonna like check you right in there bro like good luck yeah i hope you don't die i guess kids are expendable there's always more kids it's true there's always more kids so i don't know i mean that's that's why part of me wants to like ask for more time i guess
1: Okay, you want to take a minute to think about it. Well, I, like I think, and like a... learn more about
0: what we can do, and like what the sub is, and like what's going on to help. Like, maybe like, I just feel like in this scenario, I would like more information.
1: Here's the thing, though: I'm not sure they're going to tell us much more. If we haven't yet agreed to do it, they're not going to share all their vital secrets and information with us. He's just given us a tip of the iceberg to what our interests and hopefully join up so that we can learn the rest of what's going on. But I'm not sure by just taking some time to think it over to make our decision that they're going to give us any more information.
0: Hmm. That's fair. What I really want is, like, training.
1: Right. Which we're definitely not going to get either. Ugh. There's, like, no epic rocky training montage here it's like if rocky was just like i'm gonna beat this guy in a boxing match and then we just cut to that and you know how bad that's gonna go (laughs) bad
0: (sighs) i mean i guess then maybe we should just join up seems like the thing that we would normally do
1: it seems yeah joining up immediately is like a classic chair decision because we often uh, leap before we look. I don't think that waiting a little bit is a bad idea. I'm actually pretty on board with thinking mm-hmm. it over. Because maybe we will get some more information. And maybe we'll just have time to actually freaking well, we, process something. Maybe just something. like ESP
0: training with the hot
1: doctor would be really helpful. There we go. But, she, I mean, she's not that great at her job. <laughs> you know? Conroy Tresser that's true i'm sure she actually has lots of redeeming qualities we met him and a week rushed. ago and they're rushed like she is just like you didn't show anything special I'm not gonna waste my time on you right. oh crap you're special now you're in yeah you know so um yeah i think honestly i think let's let's take a hot minute take a minute yeah okay I th- I Take it. Be. yeah i think i'm on board with that idea
2: Okay.
0: I just feel like Cherrick in this book, like that's what he would
1: do. Yeah. This is all happening so fast. Yeah. We need to take at least five and be like, okay,
2: going to sort this out. Right. So let's do it. Let's do that. Okay. What page is that? Page 19. Uh Nice. Okay. Here's what happens next. So uh, we
0: politely decline. We say, hey, we just need some more time. And And they're like, totally get it. Uh, we'll go ahead and like fly you home and just really, I mean, time is of the essence here. So just call us as soon as you decide. And that night we are uh, laying in bed and we start having these like dreams, right? Dreams of like sunken ships and submarines disappearing. And then we have a particularly, particularly troubling dream About a, like, disabled and sunken submarine, like, filling up with water. And we're inside of it. Yeah, we're trapped. And, um, you know, we're quickly running out of oxygen. Um, So we wake up and we know that even though this was a dream, that this would have definitely been our fate if we would have gone along on the mission. Like, we definitely would have died in the bottom of the ocean. Uh, so we call Dr. Thurston, we politely decline, and we say, I think I need to develop my ESP abilities more. And she's not as, like, disappointed as we thought she would be. Like, she, I think she kind of understands. Um, but so we have, like, a good feeling about it, but, you know, the decision we made. Mm-hmm. And we know that someday we'll use our psychic abilities for good, but today's just not that day. Uh, the end.
1: Yeah. <laughs> okay well so that was two choices so <laughs> here's the i guess yeah like the i mean that was a lot of time i didn't think that we'd be like taking the helicopter back home to think about this sure. you know like it was just uh, different expectations as far as that goes but also i feel like we you know made a pretty mature decision yeah, no, we did, and uh, it didn't go anywhere exciting. But no,
0: I mean, so we're gonna go on that mission,
1: though, so right? So we're gonna go on the mission and probably, uh, you know, die like our vision told us we would. Probably. So cheers to that. I mean, but
0: we're kind of on thin ice, podcast-wise, now. A little bit. Yeah, we don't have.
1: We're gonna we have We already to, used the first respawn in the first five minutes. We're gonna have to be very careful about how we proceed. <coughs> yes. Or ballsy. Or ballsy. Carefully ballsy. Yes. Right. Right. Yes. Perfect.
0: Okay.
2: So let's go on that mission. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We're going to turn to page 13. So things are getting much more exciting now. We agree to go on this adventure mission.
1: And they say, great. And within hours, we've been whisked away on this jet and we're flying over to the West Coast. And we land, and we're in this, like, ridiculous uh, underground, like, compartment thingy that's, like, got tons of military folks running around, and it's a huge underground bunker, and it's top secret and all that jazz, right? Yeah. So it's really, really cool. How cool. So cool. (laughs) I forgot what page that was on, okay? I'm making this up. But it was pretty accurate, so give me a break. There were, I went to seven different pages. So, we meet Captain. His name's Captain Hornbolt. I love these names. I know, they're pretty good, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Captain Hornbolt tells us all about this uh, secret underground bunker and what's going on here. And we take an elevator down to the operational level and we're, like, come to this metal... Um, it's Essentially, it's like a metal walkway that, like, overlooks this um, man-made cavern that our submarine sits in. Right? Okay. Yeah. They've been building it in this thing. Sure. It's floating on top of this, this water.
0: Underground, like factory, specifically Bun- made to like bunker. build yeah.
1: this submarine,
0: right? And equip it, and it's like an underground secret test facility or totally. something.
1: Sort of yeah. Underground secret submarine control center. Got it. So, we're looking at our submarine, and it's so dope. It looks like an enormous manta ray. It's got, like, swooped wing front with, like, two little pointy things at the at the front. And then the wings kind of curve around and out. And then there's a tail that shoots out the back and kind of tapers down. So, this is called the manta, mm. appropriately so. We because they have they're, come up with something. They're really, really creative. Cooler. Um, I'll think of something better. Yeah, Okay so you think of that i'm gonna keep talking we take another elevator down to board the manta and we get a tour of it right and so the captain's taking us through it he's like here's the crew quarters here's the kitchen dining hall engine room torpedo room and he says that this submarine is equipped with torpedoes and some warheads uh but they're not nuclear but they're very powerful there's also like an extra undersea sc- uh, scout craft that we can use if ne- if necessary and we end up in this large circular control room. And there's so many buttons and everything lights up and it's super cool and then some alarm sound and then we're submerging and then we're just like shooting out underneath all of this like secretness and into the Pacific Ocean.
0: Yeah, think like Bat
1: cave. Yeah. Yeah, like the like the entrance to the bat cave except kind it's of. the bat sub. Yeah. So it's like sneaky carved out cavern for this submarine and only this submarine to escape out into the ocean. Um and so like we kind of go to Doctor Thurston and she essentially starts our training. And we're, like, headed toward the Pacific Ocean, and whoever's preying on the ships seems to be keeping a close watch on the ports and shipyards, which is why we're being extra sneaky about, you know, going out into the ocean in our own little cavern. Sure. Um, So, we're still kind of confused as to what we're doing here. And uh, Dr. Thurston is like, look, this ship has the most advanced electronic gear possible, but it doesn't seem to be enough because a lot of these other ships and submarines also had this equipment, and they failed to save them, essentially.
0: Yeah, like the, the electronics get disabled, and right. then they're like flying blind and, and whatever. De- and then they're done for. Yeah.
1: And so like they're depending on our abilities to help give an extra warning of danger. And additionally, we might be called upon to make some crucial decisions um, that depend on our special ability. And we may even have to take control of the Manta if the electronic systems go down. And we're nervous. We're like, holy crap, that's a lot to expect from me. I'm not sure if I can do it. And Thurston's like, don't worry about it. Like, we're going to start training right now. We will get you prepared for whatever comes our way. So we start training. And we go into this special concentration booth. And we sit inside on a comfortable chair. And there's so many small dials and monitor screens and electronic switches. And we're like, holy crap, this is super complicated. I don't even know what I'm doing here. And she says, she no, she looks at us, she looks deep, deep into our eyes and she goes, forget about those things. We don't need those gadgets. That's not why you're in here. This booth is gonna go totally dark and it's gonna be soundproof and you're gonna concentrate without any distractions. And that should help you focus your subconscious mind. So, I need you to focus something is taking our ships and submarines and wherever it is could be anywhere in the ocean anywhere in the world we need to find it so concentrate and if you have any feelings and inclinations as to where it might be we'll head in that direction so i'm going to close these doors and i'm going to turn out the lights and you're going to focus and you tell me when you sense something And so she does, she closes the door, the lights go off, we're sitting in our own concentration room, all alone, no sound, no lights, nothing. And we close our eyes, for some reason, even though it's already pitch black, and we try to sense the location of the mysterious forces that are capturing these ships. So, if our ESP is telling us to go north toward the Arctic, we turn to page 42. If our ESP is telling us to go south toward the South Pacific, turn to page 20. This is crazy. North. North? You're feeling north?
0: I used my ESP. Oh, damn.
1: Wow. Okay.
0: I was meditating while you were reading all of that. Okay. And I got a very strong feeling that north was the right choice here.
1: Okay. Well, I can't sit here and like rebuttal that, you know? Like, I think we're just going to have to I love
0: Dr. Thurston's words. Guide me into a meditative state.
1: Wow. Okay. Well, I don't think there's much else to say then. I think we're going to have to go north. Right? I mean, I'm going to follow your ESP abilities. Okay. Sweet. We might die. That's great. Cool. I mean, I was about to just like freak out because I don't know where I'm going or what, like, I don't, I did not know what to do. But then here you swoop in and you're like, this is what I'm feeling. This is it. It's calling to me. So, I mean, yeah, let's do it. (laughs) All right. I'm in. Okay. To the Arctic we go. That seems like a good place to hide. I think so.
2: Um, Yeah. So uh, we're going to go to the Arctic and turn to page 42. Okay. (laughs) These choices. (laughs) It's so, oh my God,
1: I can't it's ridiculous okay so ridiculous so
0: um we tell the captain to head north we say like we see images of jagged rocks and like the color white and we get a cold like feel a cold chill and that has to be telling us to go north and he's like good enough for me and he starts heading north um from seattle up through the bering strait into the polar ice cap Um, As we're approaching the Bering Strait, he's like, Are you sure about this? Because if we keep heading north, I'm not sure how far we can go, you know, before essentially we run out of space, you know. Um, We're like, Nope, definitely still going the right way, definitely feeling it. Um, And we keep going north, and the ice above us thickens, and the water between the ice and the sea bottom narrows. Mm. And um, the captain tells us, Hey, there's 60 feet of ice above us we only have 13 feet of water between us and the seafloor which only gives us a few feet of clearance really um we might need to think about turning back and like even though we have like this really strong feeling that we should just keep going uh he tells us that we tell him like yeah good idea turn it around yeah Um, just as we, so the Manta makes a wide arc to turn around, but, uh, Higgins, the, uh, navigator. Sure. The guy who, you know, tells us where to go and what's going on, um, says like, even though we're going back the way we came, the ice is getting narrower, not wider. Or the space. Yeah, the water. Yeah. And so, um, <coughs> sorry. Uh, so Hornbrook issues a full stop and, and we're stuck. We're surrounded by ice.
1: How could this no have No way,
0: no way to go. And, um, we only have two choices. He's like, we can use our torpedoes to try to blast through the ice wall in front of us, or we can drill through the ice above us up to the surface. So he's like, your call, called, so if your ESP tells you to blast through the ice with the torpedoes, turn to page 50. If your ESP tells you to drill a hole in the surface, turn to page 92.
1: I think all the adults are just, like, tired of being responsible for the failure and loss of all their crafts. And so they've decided to put one, the most important one, in the hands of a child. And so if shit goes wrong, they don't have to take the heat for it. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? I think it's real. Um, I just... Oh my God. I, what I think it's funny is that, like, how
0: little information we're going to be given in this entire book. And oh, it's yeah. just going to be like, use your ESP. And we're so, like, like, freaking thanks.
1: A, yeah, we're like, okay, we really have to make the right choice now because we've already had a respawn. And it just it doesn't matter. Like, how we can't even make like a legit good choice <laughs> here. Um, I don't like, okay. Okay, if we drill up. Right. What, what are we going to do? We'll drill up, yeah. and then we'll be stuck in the polar ice cap. Exactly. Did we come prepared with parkas? Probably not. We're in a no. submarine. So that doesn't really make much sense to me. If we blast through, yeah,
0: there's a chance the whole thing collapses on us and we die. Potentially, yes. Or the torpedoes are completely ineffective. You think? There's a chance the ice could be really thick.
1: I don't know. I bet they'll at least do something. But it might not Just like one us.
0: torpedo-sized hole.
1: That would be a bummer.
0: <laughs> Small enough for our tiny scout ship to flip through that we have to pilot by ourselves. Perfect.
1: Well, we're the most important, so we should definitely get through first.
0: What about the turn back and just keep going
1: the way we were going? That's apparently not an option. Mm. Because it seems like the book says that we're surrounded on all sides by ice now, which is really That's weird. That's really weird. It's very strange. Um, Torpedoes? I think so Like in all honesty I think the torpedoes may be a better option Like the submarine Is going to maybe Be better prepared To take Like the wake Of a torpedo More than we're prepared To take the brunt Of the arctic Yeah So I think we might Have to try it I think torpedoes Yeah Yeah it's kind Let's of, do it That's where I was headed My ESP is telling me <laughs> That we should Torpedo the ice Ahead of us and not die so uh yeah that's what we're gonna
2: do sounds good uh page 92 so 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 here's what happens we give the command
1: blast through the ice and Dr. Humboldt says, OK, well, we're going to we're, we're, we're going to just back this Manta up as far as we can before we shoot the ice uh, uh, in front of us. Perfect. Thank you, Chad. So we back up to the uh, ice behind us and we shoot a couple torpedoes and the explosions do rock the Manta for, as the shock waves from the explosions like bounce back and forth because we're just surrounded by ice. But we're fine, and the torpedoes have seemed to blast a hole just large enough for us to squeeze through. Uh, and Dr. Thurston isn't quite convinced. She says, Do you think we should blast it with another torpedo just to make sure? And Hornbolt's like, No! That could just as easily close up the hole we made, and then we'd be trapped here forever. We need to get through fast. This could be our last chance to escape, and we might not have much time left before it does collapse. We're, however, not as convinced. We say, well, I think I'm feeling that we should examine the opening first and see what lies beyond the ice before we risk the Manta going through. And Dr. Hornbolt... I have trouble saying that name for some reason. What did I say? Doctor. Oh. Captain Hornbolt uh, is still adamant that we just got to go through while we can. So... If we insist on going out in the scout craft first, turn to page 43. If Hornbolt has convinced you that the manta should try to squeeze through the hole now, turn to page one hundred. Squeeze through the hole now? I think there's like a conflict of interest here because if we're getting some sense that some danger lies out there mm. But I mean I guess like at the same time what are we gonna do in a scout craft? And even if there is danger out there, are we just going to be like
0: trapped? Yeah,
1: like this is the, this seems like maybe it's all a lose-lose lose
0: scenario now that we've like shot torpedoes at things.
1: Honestly, I think you're right. I think we should just get out with the manta as quickly as we can, and we'll deal with whatever's on the other side of this ice after we get through. Right? Yeah. It just seems like waiting and. Checking it out. I just is feel kind like the foolish.
0: manta's gonna get stuck. Yeah. Behind, like it'll collapse behind us or something. Yeah. And, yeah. I don't. And I feel like having like a sub full of like two hundred people is gonna be better than us alone
1: in a scout ship. Also, this was the entire reason we blasted a hole in the ice, right? To escape. Right. Yeah. So why are we getting cold feet now? I don't know. Because it's icy out there.
0: Boo! Bazinga.
1: Shh. <laughs> Okay, but we're going to we're going to just go through the hole.
0: Okay, yeah. No, let's squeeze squeeze through
1: that orifice. Perfect. We're going to take the manta
2: through the tiny opening. Mhm. Excellent. Sounds great. Perfect. Page 100. Let's do it. Um Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so um, uh... You should, so, you should tell him what happened. Okay.
0: Um. The first words on this page were, I have a feeling we're making a horrible
1: mistake. So what we're saying is we really should have trusted our instincts and listened to our ESP. Probably. Whoops.
0: But we'd tell the captain, like, hey, let's just, let's get her done. Full speed ahead. So he rushes the Manta into the hole and where uh, it's looking good, but then halfway through the Manta gets stuck.
1: <laughs> like, stuck. I mean, really, this is, whoever designed this submarine should be fired because the, with the Manta wings, it's so freaking wide. So um,
0: anyway, so the captain tries everything he can do to like get the Manta unstuck, like reversing the engines and then forwarding them and reversing them and forwarding them and he just can't break free of the ice, and the ice continues to slowly crush the manta and uh, press down on the hole, and multiple ruptures happen, and the manta begins to flood with water. And just all we can hear on the bridge is just this horrible, horrible grinding sound as the manta's crushed into pieces. Um, there is no escape.
1: The end.: That's pretty close to our vision.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> it definitely came to pass.
1: Oh, boy. So, scout first? Uh, seems like it. Seems like that's what we got left, pal. Okay. So, let's do the best we can with our ESP. and.
0: I feel like we're not very good
1: at ESP. You know, we could be better. But, uh, again, they've put a lot of pressure on us. For, like, having these powers for, like, two weeks. Yeah. So... maybe have been near on a month now. Okay, maybe near on a month. But still, that's not a very long time. Right.
0: So... <sighs> All right, well, Scoutcraft it is. Scoutcraft. I have a feeling we probably just
2: should have gone south. But whatever. No, it's fine. No, we're going to get out of this, Chad. We're going to get out of this. Hey! Hey! not dead yet not dead yet pal
0: um so we go out in the scout craft with captain horrible and um we go through the opening blasted by the manta and only to find another like chamber sealed off by ice only this one's a bit peculiar. Son of a bitch. Yeah, but this is a little peculiar. There's like this bluish green light that's flooding the chamber and the water is 20 degrees warmer in here than it should be.
1: Okay, that's a little peculiar.
0: And then Captain Hornbolt sees something and gasps in astonishment. <gasps> nice. And uh, <laughs> and we see like a full like 19th century, like, um, what's the name of it? I think it's called a ship. Sailing yeah, a nineteenth century sailing ship, uh with the sails like still set, like and all the riggings and and everything, like perfectly preserved.
1: Yeah, and with the currents and in, in the ocean water, the sails are billowing so it looks like it's you know sailing, like sailing on the ocean floor.
0: Right. And this bluish green light light is emanating from like the um portholes on the lower part of the ship. So
1: like inside the ship. Mm-hmm. Weird.
0: Yeah. And so we scale this sail, the scout ship over, uh, closer and dock it on, um, this deck of this ship. Okay. Um, and captain Hornbrook says, you know, Hey, I think we need to go explore this light. Uh, we have cold suits that are designed to keep, you know, scuba suits, whatever that are designed to keep us warm in Arctic waters. And since this water is 20 degrees warmer than it should be, we should be perfectly fine. Um, but he thinks, I think it, he says, I think it would be safer if one of us stayed up top and kept watching. The other one went down below to investigate the source of the light. And Great. We're, so we'll and we're stay like, up top. We're and, like, you uh, don't want us to go down alone. Do you? And we're like, he's like, well, yeah, kind of unbelievable. Uh, ensign, cherick <laughs> uh, uh anyway. do we have a red
1: shirt on because <laughs> yeah, we our should be scuba chute is red. Yeah
0: anyway uh but that and we're like mm, i don't know about that so the choice we're faced with is if we think the two of us should go down together to investigate the lights we turn to page 98 or if we agree and we go down alone we turn to page
1: 55 uh oh, sh- sh- fritz look um here's the thing it doesn't i don't really get why the captain feels like he should stay up here by the ship like i understand that maybe he feels like it'll be safer to have like a quick escape
0: not with the ship there's like a porthole there's like a thing on the top that goes to he's gonna watch the door
1: he's gonna watch the door to the to to the sailing ship
0: he's gonna watch the door to the place where we have to go below decks
1: Okay, so he's not staying up to protect our scout ship. He's staying at the top to see if anything comes out.
0: Comes like, after us, like down, in, you know.
1: Keep and watch. Okay. Well, actually, that kind of makes sense then. That makes a little more sense than what I was thinking he was thinking. Um, wow, I listened to that twice and still got the wrong impression. That's good. Go me. I think we can do it alone. You think
0: I think we've been pretty safe on some of these choices and they have freaking backfired.
1: Yeah. I think we can so go in let's, there alone. So
0: let's be risky.
1: Oh, yeah. We don't need no captain.
0: Fortune favors the bold.
1: Yes, it does. And it will favor us on this choice. It will. I can feel it. My page, ESP
0: page 55.
2: is sensing that we will survive on page 55. Okay, what a turn. What a, what a turn.
1: So, here's what we reckon. We Tell reckon, us more. We reckon the captain's right. And that if, if we both go down into this ship together, then if we both get into trouble, we'll be both out of luck. Right. Because that just makes sense. So we leave him behind. And he's at the top of the hatch. And we climb down into the ship. I'm like pretty much expecting to see a crew of skeletons. Because that's what you see in ships on the bottom of the, sure. of the ocean. Yeah, But what we actually find is much more amazing. We make our way down a corridor into the ship's large cabin. And we can like realize that it's definitely the captain's cabin. And there behind a small desk is uh, the luminous figure of the captain of the ship himself. And we're not sure, but we think we can see right through him. And before we can like think or say anything else... He says, so you took a hundred years to find me, did you? This is my favorite voice in three years. Go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) And what news of me crew do you have? Did they make it back? And and so we're like just standing there. We have no idea what to say. And eventually we like stumble words out to the extent of we have no idea what you're talking about. We have no information. We just stumbled upon your ship trying to find our way out of this maze of ice, essentially. And he goes, ah, yes, this confounded ice sucked me ship to the bottom, it did. And so he goes on to explain that the crew escaped, but he waited too long for them to come back. And he says he's been down here, like, locked away in this icy tomb for what seems like an eternity. Um, and it's, uh, oh, but he also says, ah, but it's got its good side too, matey. I know it's every women turn, I do. And he means every women turn of the icy tomb. So, potential uh, help here. And um, so we kind of explain the way that we came. And he says, Ah, you're not the first to come that way, matey. A while back. mm, Half a year, I reckon. Though, once again, me sense of time was a bit boggled. Uh, There's another underwater ship that came through, and it was huge. And it was manned. Huge. Huge, dude. It was so huge. And it was manned by strange creatures. And he says, they're evil little varmints, they was. And so we say, wow, that sounds like exactly what we've been looking for. And he's like, oh, you don't want to look for them. You know, like, God rest your soul if you lo- if you yeah. look for them. I, just, I love this so uh, much. <laughs> I'm just listening in delight. <laughs> and so, Well, good. I'm glad. I'm glad. You just, you keep that grin going over mm-hmm. there, you. And so, and then we explain, like, we're trying to stop these creatures and that we'd appreciate it if he could... Um, help us in on how to get our ship out of this icy tomb and the captain looks at us and he goes "Aye, ah, not unless you take me with you i must check on me crew and so we say okay let's go and uh he says you can call me skipper if you like so we call him skipper which is great and together we make our way up to the top of the deck of the old ship and we introduce him to horn uh, Hornbull as soon as we're inside of the scout craft so we're like, hey, meet my good friend, the skipper. And Horn- Hornbolt just looks at us. He goes, you want me to meet who? Who? He's like, I don't see anybody but you, man. What are you, what's going on? And we're like, the skipper is, you, you mean you can't see him? Like, that's weird because he's definitely right here. And at that point, the skipper leans over and whispers into our ear, there's them that can see me and hear me and them that can't, matey. And so Hornbolt is very concerned. He's like, "Are you sure you're okay?" And so we like laugh it off. We're like, "Oh, of course! I was just, just I was playing a joke on you. You, I thought, you know, like old <laughs> old ship, skeleton, ghost crew, ha ha, ha 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 ha." And uh, so he's he's like, "Okay," and we take the scout ship back to the Manta and they have a lot of questions for us but we mostly evade answering any of them and we say hey look we need a few minutes alone so we get time alone with the skipper and we ask him what to do and he says um that you know we just kind of head full sail east and then we'll uh tack down to the south and we're like but there's a solid wall of ice in that direction and he says ah you just think there's a wall down there and he says, well, and, and we say, we're like, well, I can't really believe that. Like, our instruments are indicating that there is a large, solid wall of ice. I don't know your fancy instruments, matey. I just know what I know. And so we say, well, we're going to have to really concentrate on this before we make a decision. So if we use our ESP and it tells us to go along with the skipper and advise Hornbolt to head for the ice wall, we turn to page 53. If our ESP tells us not to head for the wall, we turn to page 101. Oh man, um, who saw Ghost uh, Captain? Not, not I. Not I. Yeah, this is a this is a big turn not of a wo-
0: and such a wonderfully
1: voiced Ghost Captain at that. Well, what can I say? It's just been waiting to pull this character out of my revoir Um, what's strange to me is that he could see like Hornbolt could see the blue green glow from the ship. Yeah, which appears to be coming off of the skipper's luminous body. Alleg- yeah, presumably. But then he can't see the skipper. Weird. So that's It a must lot. be an ESP thing. It must be. It, yeah, must be ESP. Um, Chad, what do you think we should
0: do? Because, like, you know, P- P- ESP people can see ghosts.
1: That's true. Like uh, mediums. Common knowledge. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess normal people can just see the glow that a ghost emits. Maybe. Admits. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know either.
0: Um, I kind of want to follow the skipper I mean, more it, more like so much like so much of me wants to yeah, follow the skipper i mean plan. It, it
1: seems silly to like ask like, him for advice
0: we're not randomly making these decisions on our own like right north or south like i'm uh, fucking i don't know uh north you know like and
1: you know why would why would the skipper lie to us he just wants to meet his crew unless right? he's evil unless but he's evil which he could be left there to like lure people into a trap well, honestly, like that might be where all the ships are going, you know. And we
0: lose track of them because of the like electromagnetic interference of the North Pole. Well, right,
1: and they all just get like lost and drown and get crushed by ice up here, or just captured, or captured by these weird, strange creatures. What can I can only assume are the frog creatures from the front of the book? That's a, oh, I forgot about the frog creatures. Ah, oh, look, the ship! The ship's there. Uh huh. We found the ship. That's exciting. Um. Yeah, I think I think we're
2: gonna have to. I think we've got to follow, let's the, follow the... Let's follow the skipper. Let's follow the skipper. Follow the skipper. Follow the skipper. Yar, Chad! What be you going to tell us this round? Well, uh, let me
0: tell you one thing. I can't do that amazing skipper voice I tried and failed magically. It's all right.
1: If you give me the cues, I can do it.
0: No, 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 no. Oh, okay. No. All right, yeah. I mean, you know, do your best, man. Um. So here's what happens. We... Tell Hornbolt, like, the skipper's plan. We're like, I know this seems nuts, but, like, this is what my gut's telling me. Let's go for it. And we go straight straight for that ice wall. Yeah. And then we slip through it just like it's a fog. Sweet. And just in the nick of time because, like, shit's just going down south real fast. Like south to the bottom of the ocean. No, like, water's getting colder and we wouldn't have survived much longer. Oh,
1: okay. Yeah, okay.
0: So, once we break through the fake ice wall, um, we head south, cardinally, towards Alaska. Um, And, you know, seemingly out of danger. But then, all of a sudden, uh, we get, like, this bad feeling. And, you know, the tingly. Right. uh, The Peter tingle. The Peter
1: tingle. (laughs) Exactly.
0: (laughs) And, uh, And we tell the captain, like, Uh, Hey, I have a feeling something bad's going to happen. The skipper's like, aye, me too. And uh, he's like, I think it's them evil creatures. He's like, and and the skipper's like, I think we should just lie here and wait. Mm. Uh, He's like, lie low, be quiet. Hope they pass us by. You know, shut it all down, go dark, whatever. And so we tell the captain that's what we think. And he's like, I don't know, the man is pretty fast. Maybe we can outrun him yeah and so that's our choice if our ESP tells us to lie low and wait we turn to page 110 if we outrun the danger we turn to page
1: 58 uh I mean at this point there's no reason not to listen to the skipper right unless he actually is like really trying to get us captured by these things but I really feel like we can trust him I mean who wouldn't trust a ghost pirate
0: Sorry, I was writing down my outline.
1: That's fine. I was just saying some really important things about our choice, Chad. But it's no. I was listening.
0: I agree with you um, (laughs) that we should trust the ghost pirate
1: skipper. Yeah,
0: I mean, I think this seems like the best thing that we could do right now.
1: Right. Well, yes, exactly. Like if we go to the bottom and we turn all of our instruments off, and then these these evil varmints pass us, then we can follow them. An
0: actual manta ray.
1: Right. Exactly. Because those are bottom feeders, mm-hmm. and it's totally normal. We're just a gigantic shiny one. Yeah, it's fine. Um, yeah, I th- I think that we I think that we should
2: run silent, run deep. Let's go dark. Okay, let's do it. Page one hundred and ten. Huh. Okay. Uh, okay. So, just tell them. Tell them, and
1: then I have many comments. I will tell them uh so we listen to the skipper's advice and he says Aye, that was a good choice matey and so we go to the bottom of the ocean and we sit quietly and all the ship systems are turned off and it's just silence like nobody even is whispering to each other now on the screens um the electronic patterns are like dancing in a, in a ridiculous chorus, and like something huge and immense is passing over us that like the ship can sense but none of us know what it means And the feeling of dread within us is so intense that we like grab our head and like try and stop the pain. But it's just like pounding and terrible as this thing passes over us. But slowly the feeling passes in us as whatever happened over us passes by. And so eventually we start to feel well again and we wonder what in the world was passing above us. And we apparently will never know how lucky we were the end what the fuck yeah I'm with you on this one this is um, this is not okay
0: like how is that just a
1: it's not okay
0: turn and give chase man
1: right like this is not the end we've clearly found the whatever it is that's doing this to all the ships and submarines why are we not going to do something about it
0: exactly exactly
1: These are the kind of endings that are like so frustrating. Yeah, these are the ones I don't like. Yeah, they're just such a terrible ending. We did everything right. I feel like we did. We did. Like, we hid, they passed us. Now it's our chance to do something about it. Like, tail them and
0: find out where they're going.
1: Exactly. And how hard is that? Not hard. How hard is it to keep writing that ending? Not hard. There's like a whole pa- empty page there. Yeah. Ugh.
0: Well, Eric, did you learn anything? This is killer, man. <laughs> um
1: Did I learn anything?
0: I'm gonna I'm not gonna lie, I don't I don't feel like I did. Other than it's like super hard to just like trust your instincts without like facts to back them up, but maybe that's just my like logic knowledge-based brain wanting to work
1: well i think so but it's also like we there was a lot of pressure on us to make all of the decisions for that entire expedition and we didn't really have much to go on besides our supposed esp which like i understand was helpful in many scenarios but also like you know once
0: but we like randomly shot visions of the future not like tell me whether to go north or south like that wasn't exactly like our skill set it's very
1: different and like i Honestly, once we found the Skipper, then, like, at least we had something to kind of go off of. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I don't know. There's just so many, like, unexplained things. Like, I wanted to know more about the Skipper. That was a really fun character to be introduced. I wanted to know more about whatever these frog creatures are. Yep. And there's just, like, so many unanswered questions um, all in all that I don't... Like, even if I did learn something, I'm so frustrated about what I learned that I can't think about it sure you know yeah i hear you but um yeah man i mean all in all for having a an ending on the second um yeah choice, i mean, we, we we did a pretty decent job we did a pretty decent job there with yeah. our last two respawns i think the arctic was a, a, a good choice i think following your esp on that one was was solid i think we were nearly there so we were so close dude yeah we were so close and all i wonder is like what would have happened if we would have just like sped away in the Manta? but guess we can't know we will
0: never know mother lover
1: all right well anyways um that's that yeah that's it that's uh that's all she wrote the for phantom, phantom submarine. submarine it was a fun book though. that was a really fun book it was a fun book. i was really getting into it um by the end uh, especially
0: i would be less frustrated by it if i was like just reading it normally and could like just go back and like right. kind of redo well, these and, things and, and the whatever same, right? like it's, we're pretty yeah. limited here and we so it only aids need some our frustration and, yeah
1: And that being like our last ending is just the most frustrating. Yeah, I definitely would have gone and read the other one. So uh, that's that. Okay. So, uh, yeah, thanks for listening, everyone. And uh, I'm sure we will be back with uh, with some more.
0: Like we said, we'll tell you when it's the last one.
1: It's true. And it's not. My ESP is telling me this is not the last Cherrick episode. This is not the last Cherrick episode. Agreed. All right. Well, we can be in agreement on that. And um, say adios, au revoir, and we love you. Ciao. Uh, Aloha. Uh, Auf Al Petersen. Cheers. Bye. Yeah. That's Bye, y'all. Bye, y'all. Bye, uh, y'all. Once again, uh, I'm Eric. I'm Chad. And together we have been... Cherrick. Nice. That was a steep drop there. I that liked was, it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That was good. Okay, well, uh, until next time, y'all. Peace, love, and Cherrick.